<laughs> Welcome to week four of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. I am Josh Y. Um, that annoying sound yo, yo. here is, <laughs> is my offsider, Josh Woot. How are you going, buddy? I'm terrific. Terrific. Podcast two tonight, so you're in flying already in good form. And then Daryl, who's joined us as well, even though he's already been with us after <laughs> recording the punt return podcast. Check, Check that out. <laughs> um, and Daryl, how are you? Yep. Yep. Really good. Not um, much has changed in the last eight minutes. No, no. we're still looking forward to the, uh, long weekend here in Melbourne. Um, Conveniently giving us a holiday before the grand final. Yeah. Um, Which is also the mo- Monday makes NFL just beautiful. Yeah, it's a great day. It's a great public holiday. Um, but yeah, yeah thanks. you guys get the Monday. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in that, uh, most people get tomorrow off down in Melbourne while us Sydney folk, uh, <laughs> will have to work, but it's okay. We'll just watch Thursday night football. Um, but speaking of football, uh, let's look at, uh, last week. So locks of the week last week, uh, we named three. Um, Kamara, Tyler Boyd, and George Kittle, I think all pretty good return on investment across the board. Kittle didn't find the end zone, but still um, racked up plenty of catches and yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a breakout performance, and Kamara has just been a juggernaut. Yeah, we're we're happy if you paid up for Kamara. Sorry, you're happy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely a great start. Daryl, uh, Josh Allen, what a, what a play from you. How many, how much exposure did you have on, can, on can Josh I, Allen? Can I apologize? I'm legitimately sorry that we kind of, why not looked at each other and we kind of went, yeah. this is where the model is drunk. No, the model <laughs> is drunk on life. Like <laughs> it's flying. Um, yeah. How much exposure did you have? I didn't have enough. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I didn't play a ton of teams this weekend. I had a bunch of cash line lineups really on, um, Sunday night, but otherwise I say I was um, in AFL and NFL finals mode. We were busy with Seth and I went out and watched a few of the games. So, yep. yeah, didn't play as much as I should have. Uh, that's unfortunate, but Golladay, another good one. Steelers D, uh, Melvin Gordon, um, and Julia, all successful plays. Blake Bortles, not so much. Uh, Woot, no. Kelsey, uh, Marquise Goodwin, Kamara, obviously. Aguilar, solid. You said he was a yeah. safe pick, but kind of did not. By the way, Coming back from uh, injury, uh, Carson Wentz made um, Goddard just you know a real factor. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot more uh, two tight end sense until Alshon Jeffrey gets Loves back. Loves a tight end, Carson Wentz. Loves it. Brilliant. Uh, pun intended. Uh, all right. Uh, I had CMC. He went off on the ground. Um, unfortunately, not too many catches, which which sucks if you're playing in the sort of DraftKings and Moneyball and, and Draft Stars. I guess more Draft Stars where it's full PPR. Unfortunately, but still went massive. Uh, Gio Bernard went really well. Juju Smith-Schuster and I had Golladay as well, but uh, Kenyon Drake was one of my plays and he was uh, pretty awful last week, so that's no good. Uh, misses, we missed Calvin Ridley. Um, did you have him in anything, uh, Daryl, at, at all? Nothing. Nah, yeah, me neither. Nah. Um, Robert, Robert Woods had a big game. Um, Adrian Peterson and Geronimo Allison. Um, anything, any of those, Josh, in your lineups or Daryl? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Okay, all right, before we get started, um, Daryl, if you just want to let any new listeners know, welcome if you are, welcome. Um, I hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, hope you continue to, to stay with us. Um, but uh, Fantasy Insider, um, the cruncher, it's a valuable, very valuable tool across the board for NFL, NBA, AFL, NRL, all sorts of fantasy um, packages. What uh, What can people expect? Yeah, so just the one premium package on Fantasy Insider, and basically gets you access to our projections, across all of those sports you listed. Um, so obviously NBA is probably two weeks, two, three weeks away at this point. Yep. 
Um, Big Bash is also not too far away coming up sort of mid-December. Um, what gets you access to those projections and of course the cruncher and our smart lineups tool, both of which are kind of lineup optimizers. The cruncher, the more complex version of those, uh, which let you build 10, 20, 30, 40 teams with settings for your choice. And um, you can also modify the projections, build stacks and so on and so forth. Yep. So all round tool really for your DFS, uh, punting needs. There you go. Um, as a guy that's not very good around the house, that was my type of tool. Recorded. That sounded like <laughs> yeah. Recorded. yeah, it was. It was very well. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get into it. Um, in week week four, week three had plenty of massive sort of totals. Can I say one thing? Yep. The fact that we all list two quarterbacks, and I've listed three quarterbacks, this is the first week that we have not crossed over at all, at right? All. No crossing swords. Brilliant. Yep. Um, so, again, four totals over 50. A lot of them in the later games, the Chiefs and Broncos, the Ravens-Steelers, Saints-Giants, uh, they're all over 50. Um, and then we also have the Vikings-Rams approaching 50 at 49.5. But if you listen to the punt return, check that out. Um, we like the under um, as a play there potentially, so please check that out. And our reasoning behind, uh, uh, sorry, we like the over. Sorry, I apologise. So we are liking the over there. So plenty of points in so that check matchup. That out. So check that out. So psych. Um, but anyway, um, let's let's talk quarterbacks. You mentioned Josh that we all named. That, that could have just been a way to make them listen. Yeah, or not. You know, <laughs> we might have had the under. We might have had the over. I don't uh, know. Yeah. You'll have to listen yeah. to find out. Curious, um, yeah, maybe try it. And Vanilla Coke. Remember that ad that all this yep. Vanilla Coke ad was all about curiosity. All right, anyway, you mentioned quarterbacks. Wow, there. Three, you've got three, uh, Daryl's got two, I've got, I've got one, we've got some double up, but anyway, um, what? you missed it, so okay. Where? Where so, is? It's all good. Um, who are you, pl- who are you playing this week, Daryl? Um, and who does the cruncher like? So this week, I've gone with a lot of stacking options. So I've actually, I've listed two quarterbacks. So our best option, Rivers at Draft Stars, um, Case Keenum at Moneyball, um, Rivers at 16,000, Keenum is 6,600. So, but there's a whole bunch of pairs, I think. Um, yep. and I've gone with those. And then the wide receivers kind of, which are kind of fill in. So I think we've got Rivers and Allen at 30k, Mayfield and Landry at 25k, yep. um, Rocklesberger, who, I know this has been um, caught up in the Trump nonsense at the moment. Oh, really? Rufflesberger <laughs> and Smith-Schuster at 28k, um, and then beat hard the, the 49ers, <laughs> who I think... Bethard, but I do love beat hard. Um, I do, uh, we'll call uh, him we want. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> definitely great. love that. Um, I think... We made the joke Julio last year. That, uh, we made the joke last year when he kept getting absolutely sacked that he was beat hard. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense, um, given their. Well, offensive. if we're going to pick him, let's hope he doesn't get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's hope he has some protection. Um, yeah. So, and then obviously, I, I like it. Keenum Sanders, Mahomes, Hill, Tannehill, Amendola. Sneaky revenge spot for Amendola, Daryl against the Pats. Um, so you know the model just is up to date with all the revenge factors, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's one of the things that went into it, but it's a nice little add-on. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, just Sean Watson and Hopkins is the final one that's also a good option at Moneyball, I think. God, yeah. I wish there is a revenge factor as part of the. That'd model. be awesome. That would be so that'd be good. awesome. But yeah, the last four that we mentioned are more of a Moneyball. The the, the first uh, first sort of five or six, first four were all for draft stars. Um, there from Daryl and the Cruncher. I like all of those stacking options, um, especially Mayfield and Landry. Uh, Mayfield's one of my plays this week. I feel like he's, uh, it is, there's a little bit of publicity and he's a bit overhyped at the moment. The Browns are a bit overhyped, but, um, Oakland own sort of the worst coverage grade and third worst pass rush, um, 
according to Pro Football Focus, and, and Baker's had 10, 10 days now to prepare for this game as well. So I do like that that matchup. I also like Eli Manning. Um, I, I, I don't mind pairing him with Sterling Shepard or, or Odell Beckham. Um, so Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one and Matt Ryan in week three both scored 49 fantasy points against New Orleans. So um, that's a lot of points there between them. And yeah, I think feel like here you can get 20-plus fantasy, and the Saints are allowing 11.2 yards per attempt, almost three yards more than the second-worst team, which is the Chargers. So I like Eli Manning. I feel like he's not a very popular choice, and I do like C.J. Beathard as a cheap option this week as well. Josh, who have you got? Cute. All right, so I've got two quarterbacks that are going up against each other, so that's not always the uh, best method to take. Sorry, I was caught on Bethard. Yep. Um, it's not the Beth Bethard. Yep. Um, yeah, but I Matt Ryan, he's still been proving that he can put up points despite his team, you know, leaking points. Yep. Um, and I think he will still continue to have success against um, the Bengals team who, you know, who have been vulnerable at times. And I do like um, Andy Dalton going up against this Falcons team that has been leaking points mm. left, right and center every single week. Banged up. Yeah. So I like... I like that there. Um, Matt Ryan, also in regards to exposure across the board, um, I haven't put it here, but um, Austin Hooper might be a way to stack and expose yourself without having to um, you know, fork out for the likes of Julio Jones or anything like that. Definitely. Um, Mitch Trubisky is my other kind of rough sleeper who I think could be a great stack with um, Alan Robinson, Rob- Robinson, who I think we'll get to later. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he'll have plenty of a success as well. Yeah, sweet. Um, I might skip ahead to wide receiver before we double back to running back just because we talked about stacking options. So Daryl's already mentioned a lot of his wide receivers there that he likes as you know stacking options with quarterbacks. And we talked about back in the very first episode of, of this season and, and last season when we talked about stacking and, and the advantages of stacking. So if you need to hear that again, I'd advise going back and checking that out. But is there any other you know, standalone wide receivers? You can't obviously stack all your players. Is there any other uh, wide receivers that the model really likes this week? Yeah, so I think otherwise I'm looking at kind of premium end wide receivers. So uh, Julio gets mentioned again at 40,200. Yep. Um, Keenan Allen, I think if you're, we've obviously skipped over running, sorry, we've obviously skipped over running backs. Yeah. Um, but there's a particularly cheap running back this week who will allow you to take advantage of some of those premium wide receivers at draft stars. Yep. Um, Golladay backing up after his performance last week. Um, and then Davis from Tennessee, I think is also a viable option at 5,500. Hmm. I don't mind the Davis play. Nice. Didn't consider that. I like it. Um, you mentioned Alan Robinson, Josh. I like Alan Robinson this week against Tampa Bay. Um, so on paper, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they're not the best defense. Um, the secondary has allowed the most fantasy points to lead wide receivers this season. Um, and they've allowed a touchdown to each wide receiver one that they face. And Robinson is the wide receiver one for the Bears. He's commanding 9.3 targets per game. So I do like. Alan Robinson this week. And to make matters better for Robinson, the number two wide receiver is out. I've gone blank on his name. For the Bears? Yep. Anthony Miller? That's it. Yep. So he's, you know, I'm not sure if he's highly doubtful or he's scratched completely, but either way, anyway. either way, it's good for Robinson. So I like that a lot. Yep. 
What else do you like? Um, Stack-wise, I like the um, AJ Green-Anti Dalton combo. I think there's going to be plenty of points there. I think Tyler Boyd could also reap the benefits, but AJ Green has been... He's always that player that sneaks under the radar. He's just consistent so and true breeze of wide receivers <laughs> yeah Underrated. and uh and also expect tyler eifert to have a decent game as um a sneaky decent game as well considering the the safety pairing and ricardo allen is also out yep so yeah um i also like jarvis landry i talked about the mayfield um and and daryl touched on it as well as the uh the mayfield landry stack um the the emergence of baker is a bonus for him so he uh saw a team High nine targets with Baker, which is about a thirty nine point one percent share um, target share. So I do think Jarvis Landry, and he's been targeted more down the field than he was in Miami, um, which is beneficial for points. Obviously, um, I mentioned Sterling Shepard with uh, Eli Manning or Odell Beckham, who's one of your plays as well, Josh. Yep. Um, and Chris Godwin, I like as well against the Bears. O- Odell still hasn't scored a touchdown. Yeah, and he's been putting up plenty of points. So. Which just screams like a breakout game to me. Does Odell come up in the model, um, or the cruncher, sorry, this week for you, Daryl? Um, because I feel like this is probably the best matchup. The Saints are the worst pass defense by a long margin. Um, I think see him come up a lot. I'm just having a look now to see what we've got him projected as. Um, it's one of those options where you kind of, you need, if you're going to play him, it's probably in a stack combination rather than a standalone. We got him projected at 21.7. He's 18,000, which is probably why he's not showing up. Gotcha. Just on kind of a dollar per point basis. Um, if you're going to play him, you pretty much have to build one team around him, I think. Um, yep. and yeah, save money up there. Yeah, okay, there we go. Um, I think two rookie cheapies I like this week are Cortland Sutton and Christian Kirk. Cortland Sutton going against the Chiefs team. If we expect the Chiefs to put up plenty of points, Case Keenum could be throwing late. Um, and against this secondary, I feel like all three of the Denver wide receivers could be a play, and Cortland could be cheap if you've spent big elsewhere. And Christian Kirk, I think, will benefit um, from Josh Rosen. They connected pretty well in the preseason. Um, any other wide receivers, Josh and Daryl? Um like Daryl said before, I have gone premium as I've already, I've mentioned three of them already, Odell, AJ Green, and Alan Robinson. But my yeah. other one's probably the most premium, who's Michael Thomas, who's just, he's pretty much just demanding the ball every time Drew Brees has. 30, 38 catches from 40 targets. And, but he's... That's incredible. But he doesn't drop it. No, he, just, he doesn't. Like, he just flat out doesn't drop it, so... He's so smooth. Yep. Just, yeah. Mrs. Michael Thomas, lucky man. Um, all right, moving on to, uh, oh, sorry, any other, uh, running backs? Anything, any sort of. Oh, sorry, running backs? Uh, uh, sorry, wide receiver, Daryl. <laughs> any other, uh, wide receivers, like any cheapies that stood out? I know Tyler, Tyler Boyd last week was a really, really great prediction. Um, I know Golladay is still just so cheap on Moneyball, so I guess he is kind of technically a cheapie. And Corey Davis is only 5,500 at Moneyball, yeah. which is an outstanding cheapie. Yeah, I mean, I think they're mostly my cheap options. I say there's. Yep. There's a couple of the stacks that make sense, but there's enough salary that you can kind of get away without playing super cheap wide receivers, I think. Yep. Uh, you mentioned going cheap at running back. Who is this uh, hidden gem this week for you? I don't know. With me, yeah, Matt Breider from um, San Francisco. I think the news is that he's going to be playing. Um, we've got him projected at 15.1. He's 9,860 at Draft Stars. Wow. So you can compare that to sort of Melvin Gordon at 15,930. I think if you play, I'd expect I'd have quite a lot of exposure to him um, and then try and spend more on the wide receiver position. Yeah, he's 5,800 on DraftKings. So that just tells you if you know the pricing for Draft Stars, just how cheap 
9,860 is for a running back. Uh, yep. When you consider sort of someone like Melvin Gordon is 15,930. Um, yep. So I do like Breeder as well. I had him jotted down as well. Um, no quarterback targeted running backs more frequently um, in the last decade than the 2017 version of CJ Bethard. Um, and also no untargeted running backs more frequently in the preseason than CJ Bethard. Both of those stats coming from Scott Barrett of Pro Football Focus. He's a great follower if you play DFS on Twitter. I highly recommend um, following him and checking him out. Um, yeah, some good stats and good data there. Um, so so you, I, could do, you could do um, Bethard Kittle later pretty cheap, right? Yeah, you could. Um, but as, as a 10-point dog, is that is that, uh, you know, obviously we talked about this at the Punt Return Podcast. Check it out. But um, obviously you expect them to go a little bit better, um, and you can tell based off the crunches projections, obviously that's the case. Yeah. Um, is that leaving yourself a little thin, given that they are sort of such heavy underdogs? I'd play it as one lineup, uh, as, as we said on the panel. So we've got San Francisco um, certainly in contention there. We've got yep. them as a, one of our bets of the week, as well as on the money line. We have LA winning that by five. Yep. So I certainly wouldn't be against having that as one lineup. And if San Francisco win that on the money line, it's probably a fairly unique lineup. The yeah. onions on this guy. Yeah, no, it's good. And you'd have so much cash elsewhere to just go nuts. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. Um, all right, Josh, before, uh, we'll get some more running backs from Daryl in a minute, but uh, what have you got? Um, I know you like this too, um, Geo. I mean, I'm. Yep. it looks like I'm completely all on the Bengals this week to put up points against the Falcons. Which... Yeah, it's, it's almost as if over was one of your plays on the mm, punt return, potentially. Yeah. Uh, maybe, it, check it out. Wait, was it under? I don't know. Yeah. Got to go have listen. To che- check, to check it out. out. Uh, yeah, Geo, I, I think he's the only option. I can't even remember. Who's the backup? Running back, he got seven snaps. And Mark Walton. So Mark Walton, he got sounds seven... like an author. Yeah. Yep. Who writes yep. about Australian outback? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what... you, read the, you read the latest Mark Walton? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. Uh, yeah. So he got seven snaps last week and didn't touch it. Yeah. So I think they don't trust him, or they really trust Geo. Oh. Um, and Atlanta have just been torched the last two weeks by running backs. I know they've been Kamara and McCaffrey. Um, who are just outstanding on the ground and through the air, but um, Geo can... Yeah, yeah he's so like, if they use him in similarly at yeah. all... Yep. There'll be... Oh, there's going to be definite workload there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another running back I like is Lamar Miller at the Colts. Um, yeah, he's, he's interesting. The Colts have allowed a running back to score or gain 90 total yards in each game this season, um, and they kind of struggled against pass-catching backs with 28 receptions to running backs. So I do think Miller could have a pretty good workload here. I think he's a lock for 15-plus touches, so I do think uh, Lamar Miller, uh, I don't think he's a very popular play. A lot of people have been t- torched by Lamar Miller in the past, so I feel like he could be a bit of a contrarian play. Uh, any other running backs, uh, Daryl, uh, aside from Breeder? Yeah, so we've got Melvin Gordon as a premium option above stars, um, and again, we're on the expensive side at Moneyball as well. Um, he's got Elliot and Kamara, kind of the two we like there, 8,300 and 9,220 respectively. Um, Moneyball still haven't really fixed their salary cap. You can still pretty, get a pretty strong team there. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It just makes it too hard. Everyone's lineups are just amazing. Like, I scored like stacks of points last week and finished like 20th. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, their, Thursday, their Thursday night and Monday night ones are even worse because they've got so that you can play the all-around contest, yeah. but that basically means you can pick the top player every position first yeah, night and night. It's just ridiculous. 
Maybe so. they should hire a data scientist. Maybe. Mm. Maybe it's, it's 3D. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Uh, you got some double ups, Josh. With, yeah, it's like Daryl. It's like Daryl and I have the same sheet. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think you can make Alvin Kamara's price high enough to not. I feel like this is the last week where you're going to get the best value out of him with Mark Ingram returning. So maybe take the best of it. Definitely. Especially if you've been putting off using him. Just, yep. you know, throw a lineup out there with him. Yep. Um, regarding, um, Melvin Gordon as well, if you don't want to go that Alvin Kamara premium, uh, yep. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon is going to be super solid. And going off the back of that, Austin Eckler could have uh, a good game if as well. If they do get a lead out, yeah. um, potentially. All right. Uh, yeah, no kind of other running backs for me other than those three at that point. Uh, anything else on the running backs, guys, before we move on to tight end? No, all good for me. No. Uh, Woods touched on tight end already with Tyler Eifert. Uh, give us your last tight end before we... Uh, we see what Daryl and the model. Could be a sneaky stack with you, uh, with your quarterback choice there at, uh, against Oakland. I like David Njoku. I don't think he was utilized as effectively as what Mayfield will use him when uh, uh, Ty God was yep. in there. Um, so I think, you know, Baker Mayfield's favorite target could be Njoku going forward. In the red zone especially. Yeah. We saw it in the preseason. So yep. that's definitely... A play. I've got uh, Eric Ebron, although he is questionable at the moment, so keep an eye out for that. But Jack Doyle looks like he's going to miss the game, so Ebron... There's any tight ends left? Yeah, it's very thin there. Ebron's going to benefit the most, though. Houston are 32nd in DVOA versus tight ends, and Houston's allowed opposing tight ends to catch 13 or 14 targets so far this season for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and Ebron had 11 targets, three in the end zone without uh, Jack Doyle last week, so... I like Ebron, and I like Jimmy Graham. I just like the matchup for the Buffalo corners against the Green Bay wide receivers and Mike McCarthy's sort of archaic wide receiver concepts. So I feel like Jimmy Graham could be a, a constant check-down option and down the field sort of funnel up the seam for a, a sort of limping Aaron Rodgers this week. So I do like Jimmy Graham um, against Buffalo. What did, What is uh, the model like at tight end? Is it is it going elite again this week? Yeah, it pretty much is. I, I say Ertz and Kelsey are ten nine and twelve eight at draft stars. So as we've talked about in the last few weeks, I think tight ends are a lot more approachable this year. I think both of those are kind of viable options at draft stars. Um, and then we have sixty percent exposure to Cook to Jared Cook in our top ten lineups mm. um, at Moneyball. He's is he fifty five hundred? Um, I think it's a cheap price for him. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, I was burned by Gronk last week, so um, I just don't know if it's weird. Three, could we see three games of bad Gronk in a row, Josh? I mean, he's human, so if they continue to double team, I don't know him, about that. <laughs> if they continue to, uh, you know, double team and things like that, who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, no concerns about Gronk. You just happy to play him, Daryl. Yeah, he's one of the next in line at Draft Stars, um, along with Cook. Um, I'd be happy to have him in yeah, a small number, but yep. 10, 20% lineups. Okay, moving on to defense now. And I love, I can't wait to speak to Daryl about defense this week. <laughs> reading the <laughs> reading the doc, what's your thoughts on defense? Um, I've written down here, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked, like I mentioned last year, there's an Easter, well, we might call it Easter egg in the cruncher. So if you tell it to stack two or three players without selecting a team, um, it will give you kind of quarterback and wide receiver combos. And that's normally how I'll approach it each week. 
Um, if you do that, you'll get 10 different defenses in your top 10 lineups on both platforms. Okay. So just go with that. Yeah, just pick one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just... I... Make sure it's not against the uh, against your key offensive players. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, I had a lot of Dallas last week just because I was so cheap on Moneyball and it was just an absolute letdown. Um, they had plenty of sacks going in the season, none against the Seattle O line. What a surprise! That's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so I do like that approach of ten different ones, just because I feel like the reason I finished twentieth at Moneyball a lot last week was because I just had two points from my defense. If I just got four or five more, I would have cashed a lot more. Yeah. Um any thoughts on defense, Josh? Um not really. I think that uh Philly could be a sneaky player, especially with all the um, you know, concerns that Tennessee have at quarterback. So I think they might be yep. um sneaky good player there. If I had to pick a defense to go well though, I'd still pick the premium. I think Jags would be the you know top tier of defense, but they are why spend up. Yep. It's it's tough. Uh, I like the Browns this week. Um, I know Oakland have put up some points, and Cars looks pretty good the last two weeks, but they've been um, pretty consistent in terms of getting sacks and interceptions and, and fumble recoveries and things like that. So they're scoring points in, in different ways. So I feel like um, Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi, who's a, a name to watch, he is killing it in the interior this year so far. Um, I think Miles Garrett can get some uh, get some sacks on the edge there. And I like the Seahawks against Arizona, rookie quarterback. So who knows what you're going to get out of our, um, out of Josh Rosen? It could be disastrous. He's been known to be a little bit reckless with the football. That's kind of why he slid to Arizona at 12. Um, because as a passer, he's probably one of the best um, rookies, you know, heading into the in this class. But they're just the reckless ability there um, has obviously hurt his stock a little bit. So they're the two that I I like. But I, I might go with more of the model approach here and. Um, Put in my lineups and then just pick pick one like Daryl says. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best approach. <laughs> yeah. Um, any thoughts on week four overall as a as a uh, slate, Daryl? Anything stand out? Um, I know some weeks you just get stacks of totals where it just looks like a killer week. Um, this week not as exciting, I guess, as last week in terms of looking at the totals, but there's still some some juicy matchups. Yeah, as I say, I think it's a week where there's a lot of stacks that are viable. Um, the main thing for me, like I say, I'll probably think about this properly Sunday afternoon after the NOL grand final, yeah. um, kind of think about what the teams are, but it's just going to be a case of how I apportion, if I enter 10 teams, how I apportion them amongst, from the eight or nine stacks, um, I'll probably pick four or five of those, and then I'll put in two or three combinations of players based around each of those stacks. Okay. That's a viable uh, option, I think. Uh, I like it. Uh, Josh, any thoughts at all? No, I think we've covered it. I think I think Geo is a, a super solid play this week, and if you want to use Kamara, like we said, yep. this is probably the last week to get maximum value out of it. Okay, him. I think we should lock down three locks again last week. So we had Kamara, Boyd, and Kittle. I can't see anyone sort of linking up here at tight end, so we might sort of just look at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Um, any double-ups? I think potentially Mayfield is a double-up here between the two of us, and I'm, your thoughts on Mayfield, Josh? Um, got to listen to the other pod. Yep. In regards to how I feel about this okay. game, uh, are you more confident in locking up CJ Bethard? <laughs> um, CJ Beathard has um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't excite me. All so right. I think we'll lock up Mayfield then, and then Kamara obviously at running back again week week. I know that's very uneventful. 
Uh, but it's going to be the last week we can lock up Kamara just yeah. because Ingram's going to be back. So. And plus, his price has to go up again, surely. Which yep. then makes Ingram maybe possibly juicy. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting to watch how the model adjusts to that um, next week and players coming off suspension. Um, Daryl, you happy to lock up Kamara? Yep, I think he's a good player. And looking at wide receiver, um, we're a little bit different, Josh, to uh, what Daryl has. So uh, we might have to go... Mate, Jarvis Landry, maybe, is an option. Um, yep. Given that we've got Mayfield. How does Alan Robinson go in the uh, cruncher this week? Um, let's have a look. So, we got him projected. My, key, my keyboard is a Mac and has a problem with his O's, which I'll fix shortly. Um, we have him at 14.7. <laughs> okay. So, very much in that kind of, yeah, upper tier. Um, I think is that with Miller options. in or out? That mm. uh, is with... Yeah, so it just again on the weekend, so it's definitely one to keep an eye on. We've got Miller projected six point eight, so okay. we'll just yeah, add those on twenty. <laughs> Boom. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it was that simple. A uh, bit of a creative accounting yeah. there from Josh. Um, I'm so, going to create my own model. Yeah, great. Based um, on okay. <laughs> well, I think Josh and I will lock up Alan Robinson, but then in terms of locking it up across with the model, uh, what are you most confident in out of those four that you mentioned uh, there, Daryl? Um, the four, sorry, sorry again. Out of your wide receivers you listed, who are you most confident in this week to lock up? I think we'll have four locks this week. Uh, like I say, Landry I've got listed. I would yep. have him listed at wide receiver, except I've got him listed as a stacking option. Yeah, all right. Well, let's lock in Landry as well. I have Landry listed as well. Wow, two Cleveland Browns as locks. This is... Uh, an exciting time in 2018, this, this timeline that we live in, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Browns win has just shifted the ether, and uh, we're all just here and existing. <laughs> Sorry. Very going you went off on a deep tangent. Deep, yeah, then. a bit of philosophy on Earth Thursday night. Why not? Um, all right. Um, that locks up the uh, locks of the week. So Alvin Kamara, Alan Robinson, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Matt Breeder an option as well. Um for you guys. Um, before we let you go, Daryl, uh, AFL and NRL grand finals this week. Uh, who do you like in those games, um, you know, from a betting perspective, I guess, and then maybe a, a fantasy option? Yeah, I'm not going into it too deep on the fantasy side yet. Um, so this week you got the 100K for the AFL, you got a 30K for the NRL. Um, so yeah, it'll be a reasonably big week of DFS in that regard. Um, probably looking at different stacking options and such, which I'll get to Saturday, I suspect. Um, on the betting side, I think we lean towards Collingwood um, in the AFL Grand Final, playing uh, with the office. So, yep. um, mixed option there. Um, and then in the NRL, we have that pretty much in line. Um, we have Cooper Clonk as being worth two points, um, and with him out, as it now seems he will be, um, we have that pretty much in line with the market. Melbourne, 55% chance of winning that. Okay. Didn't you win big last year's grand finals? Yeah, I had some good results last year's grand final. Um, I you get some, um, you get much more recreational play in the tournaments. Um, so I think it's a case of trying to find the right yeah, combinations. So here we are. Combinations. Yeah, the big schoolyard bully, Daryl. Yeah, the shark, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, you know what? If you want to be a shark, yeah, you yeah, know where to go. Yeah, come here and listen to. Uh, if you want to be. 
If you want to be a bully too, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not encourage yeah, bullying. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> probably not a great idea in 2018 to encourage bullying, but we'll move on. Um, all right, definitely uh, a great weekend. Enjoy your long weekend, Daryl. Enjoy uh, the grand finals. Enjoy all the DFS this week. Um, it'll be Big Bash and NBA in no time, so it just kind of never stops, really. No, constant stream of sports. Might be calling us from his yacht. Pardon? <laughs> yeah, I know. October, October and September are the best months, I think, for sport. Just October, especially, is just an absolute dream with the start of NBA and, and NFL in full flight. It's a beautiful time. It yes. is. It is. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Wooten You can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford, and you can follow uh, Fantasy Insider on Twitter as well, and Stats Insider. Um, check out the punt return. Head to Fantasy Insider and sign up for a cruncher today. Good luck for DFS this week, and we'll be back next week. Yep, good luck. Should be a good weekend in defense.